What's up, Story Geeks? Thanks for joining us today on the Story Geeks podcast. I am Daryl Smith. I'm the oldest geek in the room. And today we are digging deeper into Birds of... Depending on which theater you look at, I guess. (laughs) We're digging into Birds of Prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Or we are digging into Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. So whichever you saw it as, that's what we're talking about. I'm pretty sure I saw the first way. Yeah, I did too. I haven't gone back to see if anything's changed or if anything's different in the movie. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it's not. That would have been a quick yeah. turnaround. Um, let me introduce you to these people that you're hearing. So first of all, joining me today, we don't have any special guests with us, but we do have one very special guest in a sense, and I will get to that in a second. Uh, first of all, joining us, we have Nick Duke. Nick, welcome Hello. back. Good to be back. Yeah. I, I mean, that that sounds like you're a guest. You're not a guest. You're one of our hosts. But, yeah, but I mean, but it's, it's good, good to see you. I, I feel the appreciation. Yes. Um, and then we have two brand new hosts joining us this year. And um, one of them is with us tonight. So that is our very special guest in quotes. You're not a guest, but we're so happy to have you with us. Please welcome new host of the Story Geeks podcast, Priscilla Hernandez. Hello, everyone. Very excited to be here. Yeah. Um, can I do the, like, put you on the spot, tell us a little bit about yourself thing real quick yes. so we can get to know you? Yes. Um, so the, I am, for my day job, I am a mental health therapist for kids to adolescents. Um, for stuff I enjoy and I integrate with my clients is a lot of um, superheroes, um, anime, things that they enjoy, and I use it um, as a strength for them. So, Which is awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. So yeah. very cool. Well, we are so happy to have you on the team. Thank you so much. Welcome to it. And um, you guys will be meeting our other new host, Natalie, I would imagine in a few weeks. Yeah. 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 She recently got engaged, so things are a little bit busy right now, but we'll get her in here soon. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So are you guys ready to dive into this? Yes. Okay. We'll fly into it. Let's dig deeper into birds of prey. Okay. Let me go ahead and start us off. We'll start off high level. Um, you know, as we record this, the movie's been out for about a week, a week tomorrow, and it's already had quite a journey. We already talked about the name change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's had low box office returns, but I've seen a ton of people out there praising the heck out of it and calling it a great time, saying mm-hmm. it's like the best DCEU movie yet. So it's all very confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's just start with you guys. Nick, why don't you kick us off? What sure. did you think of the movie? Uh, I, I will say I I enjoyed my time. I didn't feel like it was like a to, like totally wasted like a Suicide Squad. That was <laughs> that was the good, the thing that this movie to me had going for it is that that like, it was the whole suicide time I was squad. like I was like I'm not sure if I like this, and then I would immediately after that think, well, it's not Suicide Squad, so that's good. I'm still here. It's not Green Lantern. Yeah, it's not <laughs> Green Lantern. Uh, but yeah, I kind of fall into the camp of feeling like it's. Nothing super special. I, I really wanted to love it because I am a huge, when it comes to comics, I'm a huge, huge DC fan. Mm-hmm. And I really want to love these films. I want to love this universe that, mm-hmm. they, that they're establishing. Me too. But <laughs> <laughs> but like to me, even this movie felt like Birds of Prey in name only. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To me, I was like, I, I wasn't feeling uh, the the sense that I get when I, when I read those books. Um, it just felt like, you know, uh, name acquisition and 
put movie in it you know mm -hmm. it's and i was like oh it's just kind of not what makes the birds of prey special right mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. but yeah i saw it uh the thursday it came out with a pretty decent size audience it wasn't a full house which i think mm -hmm. was a kind of precursor to like mm -hmm. the box office returns for mm -hmm. that um and i i gotta say i think we as an audience laughed probably one time out loud like do you remember when it was yes uh spoilers it's um when spoilers always on this <laughs> spoilers, show spoilers always, <laughs> we when, exist to spoil <laughs> when Har when harley is uh hit with the trank dart and sh and in the in uh, amusement mile and she's like kind of slowly coming back to like getting her mobility and uh huntress shoots zaz uh, in the throat and she he falls down next to harley and harley all she can do is move her wrist and she's stabbing him with oh, the yeah. syringe oh, that yeah. was in her neck yeah. over and over again it was that part and like this like this movie is very much a comedy yeah mm -hmm. and i it was not a good sign to me that like throughout the the whole thing up to that because that's like the last 20 minutes of the movie yeah when mm. that happens mm -hmm. and like that was the only time that at least my audience actually let out a laugh um but uh, like stylistically, I felt like it was a little derivative of Deadpool, mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. which I was kind of disappointed in seeing. Like I, I, I understand um, going after the Harley's personality in like in film, like film form. You know, she's very uh, spazzy and mm -hmm. um, like scatterbrained. Um, and very fantastical uh, in her imagination. Uh, but like the style in which they executed showing that off was very, to me felt like kind of a little mm -hmm. derivative. It wasn't, it didn't feel like it was its own thing. Um, I mean, even the plot a little bit with like Harley kind of saving a young kid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Who's got a special ability, you know, is very much what happened in Deadpool 2. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the R rating to me felt incredibly unnecessary. Yeah. I feel like it wasn't uh, used in any way to enhance the story or enhance like the style of the movie. I honestly felt like if you told me this movie was PG 13 for a while, I would have believed that until like a, a lot of like the swearing came into it. Cause to like a lot of the violence they cut away from. Yeah. To mm -hmm. me, which, I'm not saying like they should show it, but I was like, if you're gonna, if you're going for R, I'm finding it odd that they're just putting it all in language. Yeah, you know, it's like then what you're kind of cutting off the audience at a certain point. I wonder if it had something to do with how many people get killed, because like they kind of got around that in Suicide Squad, right? Because mm -hmm. they're killing these like possessed automatons like who don't have faces. Mm, faces. And... Yeah, uh, I mean, like the the story just wasn't enough for me. The action was fun. Um, I can see why people enjoy it for sure. But for me, it's always character story and theme. And um, I wasn't connecting on any of those levels. And again, like I'm I'm a huge fan of like these characters mm -hmm. uh, in comic form. It's just in this movie, uh, they weren't they weren't making an impression on me. But mm -hmm. yeah, that's mm -hmm. mostly how I felt about it. All right. Priscilla, mm -hmm. what do you think? Um, personally, I loved it. I'm Good. debating. I wanted one of you yeah. to love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm debating if it is my favorite DCEU movie. I would need to watch Wonder Woman again. Um, it's a 
kind of put those two against it. Easily above think, all the rest, though? Uh, for me, yes. I all think right, cool. I, I would agree with you on that, that it's it's up there on the best ones yeah. of the, from this universe. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think more for me, just seeing Harley Quinn, because a lot of times in media, more so the show and, you know, the animated series in the 90s, mm-hmm. um, a lot of film and stuff, kind of shows are more in that dependent well, codependent role, yeah. someone that always needs somebody. In this movie, she fig- she figures out and believes eventually that, hey, I could do this on my own. I, mm-hmm. I mean, to an extent where you have this other team, the right. Birds of Prey, yeah. but like really figure out like, well, I, she had to lie to herself initially be like, oh, I don't need the Joker. I don't need the Joker to getting to a point of like, no, I don't need the Joker anymore. I can do this on my own. And I think that's really empowering. Um, also, I I just liked the action a lot. I thought the action was really good. Um, it it's To me, it's what Suicide Squad should have been. Hmm. Um, yeah. It should have been, you know... Or at least it had the edge that like, Suicide Squad wanted sh- to have. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with Nick that if you looked at it, it was kind of unnecessary to be rated R. Yeah. Like it, they tried too hard to make it an R when they didn't need to. And I feel Until like they blew you and McGregor to bits. Yes. Or <laughs> even like the cutting of faces. Was just, oh uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I wasn't like, getting that. Yeah. Skinning people's faces off. The, um, but lost my train of thought, but um, overall, like I thought it was really good. I think they lost a lot of their core audience though, by making it rated R, mm-hmm. you know, cause there's probably a big demographic that wanted to see it, yeah. but couldn't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think there's definitely things that could have been improved on, like story-wise. Like you said, mm-hmm. I I compared it to a friend where, or I compare, I told my friend like, it's like Suicide Squad meets Deadpool. Yeah. Yeah, because mm-hmm. there are very similar elements. But I just really enjoyed it because it kind of shows Harley in a different light, and for a lot of the female characters it seems like, you know, in their own ways, they're finding some sort of freedom or even overcoming Mm -hmm. a trauma that that Demi experienced in the past. With Harley, she's gone through a lot of trauma, (laughs) you know, Um, and there's a lot of work to be done with her. But, you know, (laughs) I thought it I thought it was really good. I really enjoyed it. I'm so glad. I was so hoping that one of you would have really (laughs) loved it because because uh, I did not. Um, for me, it fell very flat, but I'm so glad that you loved it because I want to learn why. Like, mm-hmm. I want to learn mm-hmm. what the yeah. what the perspectives there are, things, are there that there I don't things have. To love about you know, it. Mm-hmm. yeah, there are definitely mm-hmm. things to love about it. It's not totally like mm-hmm. worthless. Yeah, it's, yeah. There's you can tell there was there was some thought there. Yeah, and I I think for me with some of the humor, when you see Harley go into you know her being Harley, and then all of a sudden give this psychological insight, mm-hmm. it's just like. Where did that come from? Yeah. Oh, wait, she was a psychiatrist yeah. at one point. <laughs> yeah. So I think I enjoyed that as well. I, I noticed I was probably laughing more than a lot of the audience. Mm-hmm. And the same thing, the yeah. it wasn't a full audience on yeah. Friday. Yeah. yeah, neither was mine. I yeah. mean, I didn't get there till Sunday night, but. Okay, yeah. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was, uh, like I said, it was, it was not a packed house, yeah. but there, it, it was a house. Well, let me throw a couple caveats out for me because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I didn't enjoy it. For me, it fell very flat. For me, mm-hmm. I didn't have anything that I could connect to. Did you mm-hmm. feel like your um, like your time was wasted? 
Um, no, because I was hanging out with my friend Matt, and mm. you know that that alone mm-hmm. was worth it. You mm-hmm. know, like I was hanging out with my friend, so that's fine. Yeah. We can go see a crappy movie together. That's okay. <laughs> not not no, I'm not meaning it's to call it a crappy good. movie, but it's uh, all good. But um, uh, but no, like you, Nick, I, I'm a DC Comics guy. I'm mm-hmm. grown up with it since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not read a whole lot of Birds of Prey comics, mm-hmm. but I read a lot of comics with Barbara Gordon and yeah. Oracle, Oracle Batgirl yeah. who you know if you are a fan of the comics or if you know Birds of Prey comics mm-hmm. the omission of Barbara Gordon <laughs> is a really big yeah. deal mm-hmm. <laughs> you know I, to me that says they're saving her for something I'm thinking I hope so I'm thinking it's the Batman that they're saving her for mm-hmm. that would be fantastic because mm-hmm. yeah. I don't think we've seen a good I mean, the the one from Batman 66 was fun, yeah. but I don't think we've seen a good live action Barbara Gordon yet. Mm-hmm. The CW show was was all right, but mm-hmm. but um so I have the baggage of being a comic fan, mm-hmm. which I like to pride myself on not hindering my ability to enjoy mm-hmm. movies because mm-hmm. I'm a huge Batman fan, but I can appreciate just about any of the Batman movies. Sorry, mm-hmm. Joel Schumacher, but I can appreciate mm-hmm. just about <laughs> any of them. And um I don't normally get hung up on stuff like that, but I think mm-hmm. that hung me up this time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I just, if you're going to give me Huntress and Black Canary yeah. on screen, I can't also swallow Harley Quinn. Like I need yeah. Barbara Gordon there, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'll admit that that probably hung me up. Well, it's also like, like uh, what, what's hard is when you know characters so well in terms mm-hmm. of like how they're originally written and yeah. you see mm-hmm. them written in a much different way. There's mm-hmm. like this sense of like, ah, oh, like, it feels like you're like leaving a lot on the table. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. And you're going in like this completely opposite direction. Yeah. 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 The other thing I will admit to is never having been a fan of Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. Um, and also being very tired of the fact that DC pushes Harley Quinn and Joker mm-hmm. so yeah. hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I know you two are talking with Jay about Joker next week. So yes. I'll lay off that subject for now. You guys can talk <laughs> about that next week. I haven't seen it. That's why I'm not on that show. Mm-hmm. But um, I've just never been a big fan of Harley Quinn. I loved the Batman animated series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, she just never really connected with me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because I'm male, but I know a lot of guys do like the character of Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. I, I like Harley, Harley for a specific reason, but I think we'll be getting to that later. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we'll unpack this more as we go through, but yeah. I did not enjoy it at all. It fell very flat, and I didn't have anything that I could sort of latch onto and appreciate about it. So I'm hoping to do it vicariously through you, Priscilla. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. But uh, it, it totally makes sense because I, I grew up more watching Batman the Animated Series and sure. watching the animated universe from yeah. the 90s, 2000s. Comics, haven't really read a more of a Marvel comic person. Mm-hmm. So I could totally see like the Birds of Prey aspect just being like, wait, what are we getting yeah. here? What why are you isn't doing? The, why yeah. is this just not Harley Quinn? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, DC's doing that thing that they love to do is just start with the team movie. Oh, and then branch off. There. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that too. We'll we'll have yeah. a we'll have a conversation about DC when we get there. But yeah. um for now, let me go on to this other question. And Priscilla, I'm gonna start with you on this one. But okay. the subtitle of the movie, at least the original subtitle of the movie, <laughs> is the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. The obvious reference here being her breakup with the Joker. Mm. But we get that at the beginning of the movie. Mm. So 
kind um, of off screen too. Yeah, yeah, kind of off screen, like, yeah. and even in the trailers, like we know that's uh -huh. coming. Like mm. almost every trailer you see starts with me and the Joker broke up. You know. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I'm that. That's sort of the obvious emancipation. But I'm curious, in what other maybe deeper, more subtle ways do you see Harley finding emancipation mm. in the film? Mm. So I touched base a little bit on part of the reasons why I really enjoyed it. Sure. And I think it goes back to finding herself, finding that she doesn't have to rely on one particular individual to protect her. Because literally in the movie, Joker's gone. And once she announced it in a very interesting way of blowing up a chemical plant, <laughs> yeah. um, everyone knows that, oh, that protection's gone. We're going to come after you. But she finds out that hey, I can I could do this on my own. I can protect myself on that, my own. I don't have to rely on anybody, because I think it seems like she's always looked for that. Because even though it was very short in the beginning, that like animated portion of where you know her dad didn't want her, you know she had mm -hmm. to stay with nuns, all these different things. I think she's always wanted somebody, but then she kind of realizes, hey, I can you know I can do this on my own. I can be my own person, yeah. my own individual. Um, so I think there's freedom in that. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Nick, you have anything to add to that? Yeah. I mean, I feel like her, you know, emancipation in the movie comes from within. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. At the mm -hmm. top of the film, like you said, she explains all the time she had a relationship mm -hmm. and every single time she falls like really hard yes. in love Yeah. every time. Mm -hmm. Um, and ultimately results in her being <laughs> tossed aside. Mm -hmm. Um, and the, the movie like challenges her to break that pattern and strike out on her own, which I think is cool. Um, it's just a, until like they bring in like a team and then she's like, we need to work together. I'm like, mm. okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, and uh, like, you know, Montoya, they all have like their, their own thing that they're getting emancipation from. But mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, uh, a more like interesting way of showing that would maybe have to have started with their own stories mm -hmm. and then have them kind of resolved in like this birds of prey. And then you mm -hmm. get that payoff of like, Oh yes, all these people got, but you know, that's like a five, six year commitment that you have <laughs> yeah. to like get into first, mm -hmm. you know? So. Which Warner brothers is very bad at. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true. Um, does it, I guess one of the things that I felt is the whole idea of her getting to the point where she doesn't need anybody anymore. Mm -hmm. I sort of felt like she got there in Suicide Squad. So it almost felt a little redundant to me mm. in this one. But she gets rescued by Joker at the end of the movie, right? Is that, but then doesn't she kind of come back? Doesn't she sort of ditch him and come back into it? Or it's been a while since I watched I th it. <laughs> I thought like she got arrested again and then he, he got her. Oh yeah, that was like the oh you're tag right at the, the end, end there. Of the movie. Oh she okay, gets thrown back yes. into Arkham, and then like the wall blows up and he comes yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Maybe I just wanted to be negative. I don't know. <laughs> no, <laughs> or maybe just that movie isn't super memorable. Yeah, except for yeah. the choppy editing. So yeah. <laughs> I will. I mean, I will. Like this movie is way more coherent mm -hmm. than Suicide Squad. Mm -hmm. Sure like way easier to follow what's going on. There's no like major jumps where you're like, wait, did I miss something? Mm -hmm. The yeah. first third or the first 20 minutes, it's a little like, what are we doing here? Yeah. But then it becomes more coherent as it goes, yeah. goes on. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I think for me, I sort of felt like, um, no, I see what you're saying. She definitely is sort of, she's not like 
doing things for the Joker anymore. But in some ways, I sort of felt like she was still under somebody's thumb throughout mm. the movie. Like she mm. was still under yeah. Black Mask's thumb. Yeah, mm. I think that was a part of a part of the theme. Yeah, it's like because she like uh, goes away from Joker, but immediately gets picked up by black mask yeah and mm-hmm. then that's where she kind of and i know it's not the same i know she's not like in yeah. love with him she's mm-hmm. just sort of using that it's it's a it's a reminder yeah because mm-hmm. like he kind of um is kind of sweet to her yeah a little bit i mean sweet is a yeah. weird thing to say yeah. but um the way any but main, then yeah, you know creepy she, misogynist she, would be she realizes <laughs> in the midst of like the mission that he mm-hmm. sends her on like oh i don't need to do what he wants yeah to do mm-hmm I'm not going to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then after that, then you're you're off to the act two races um, of her just trying to dodge, <laughs> you know, uh, Black Mask and then all these people that want her dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you guys think she grew in any other ways in that? Uh, maybe that's, maybe more than emancipation, maybe that's what I was looking for. Growth. That's an interesting not, question because like at, yeah. at the, it's, it's interesting because you know, she starts off the movie by going like, okay, I don't need the Joker. I can go out on my own. And then teams up with the birds of prey and goes like, we, there, there's like no other choice. We got to work together. And then once they're all together, she ditches them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> at the, end of the movie. Yeah. It's like, oh, she's kind of growing to yeah. work. No, no, she's not. <laughs> and I'm not sure if that was meant to be like, like that's the joke is that she doesn't change. Mm. Or what? But or she could be playing them this whole time, like yeah. just yeah. an opportunist. Like, hey, we'll do this. I I don't hate these people, but yeah, yeah that, I'm not going to work with them. That was them. a little confusing to me. It's like, are they trying to make her an antihero, or are they just trying to make her seem like an antihero, and she's actually a villain, or are they trying to redeem her? So, it's like, mm-hmm. throughout the movie, I was getting more yeah going back and forth, and then once the movie ends, I'm like, I I don't know. I think I felt that tension too. And I think sort of the predominant answer that was left with me was they don't really care. They're just making a movie with Harley Quinn because she's bankable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll talk more about that when we get to the DC question later on. I think but... the important question is where does she get her shirt that has her name all over it? <laughs> when did she have time to get that made? <laughs> she bought it at Hot Topic. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't just say like Harley. It says Harley Quinn. Yeah. <laughs> All over it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the greater impact of Harley Quinn, even beyond mm-hmm. this movie a little bit. Priscilla, you already sort of talked about growing up, loving her from the animated series and mm-hmm. stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, as you guys know, she was originally created by Paul Dini and Bruce Timm mm-hmm. for one single episode so, of yes. Batman the Animated Series. And it was so popular that more episodes followed. And then there's been... You know, obviously movies, TV mm-hmm. shows, animated movies, mm-hmm. comics, mm-hmm. all the merchandise you could possibly ever want. She's become a cultural phenomenon. Mm-hmm. So um, I've already been pretty clear that I I don't connect with this. Mm. So um, I'm, I'm just, I've always been a little baffled by it. Like, why, why, do, why is she so beloved? Like Priscilla, what is it, even before this movie, mm-hmm. What is it about Harley Quinn that connects with you so well? Well, it's not falling in love with a patient because that's just creepy. <laughs> yeah. But I think in general, she demonstrates what a lot of us 
are looking for in terms of we want to be accepted somehow some way yeah. somewhere uh -huh. um and that could be in different ways it could be through friendships it can be through relationships we we all have an innate des desire for community and acceptance and she has a very poor way of, of finding that mm -hmm. due to all her various issues but deep down she just wants to please somebody and she she wants to find happiness in that way even though in reality she needs to find that happiness in a more healthy way away from a homicidal maniac, maniac yes yeah. <laughs> yes and i i guess for me i always found her more interesting than the joker as strange as that sounds i agree with that yeah. <laughs> i mean um because i'm also not i'm i mean i've never been all about the joker either i love heath ledger's joker yes um but comic wise i've never been all about him either so i mean i definitely get the appeal but yeah i've always found her more interesting and i can't remember if it was a short animated movie or one of the episodes where she pretty much caught batman mad love mad yeah oh yeah, yeah. It, was and, a, it was a comic that they uh, and then they adapted did. it right they adapted it yeah. into an episode of uh the animated Made series, series yeah, yeah. That's one yeah. of the big ones. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I mean, in a sense, she's smarter than Joker. He just knows mm -hmm. how to emotionally manipulate her. Mm -hmm. So I just find her a very fascinating character study. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I I feel the same way. But like the specific reason that I that I like Harley Quinn so much is that when she is uh, properly motivated, she gets closer to killing Batman Man. than the Joker yes. ever did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh that. Which I think is maybe because he has some sort of underlying compassion for her that he does not have for the Joker, right? Mm -hmm. you know? Like he he sees a bit uh, of a blind he spot. sees Harley as redeemable, mm -hmm. and the Joker is just like lost. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but I think also one of the reasons people latch on to her is because she is funnier than the Joker, mm -hmm. and like there's there's often a scene. Joker's not funny. Yeah, there's often <laughs> there's often a scene where like Harley's joke gets a laugh, and it mm -hmm. like ticks the Joker Girl. off. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, because he's like, I'm I'm Joker, you know, and like the Harley Quinn. I mean, she says in uh, in in um, Birds of Prey mm -hmm. that like a Harley Quinn is there to serve the the clown you know mm -hmm. is is to be kind of like uh you know the punching bag or whatever um but when like she demonstrates that she could be a better cl clown basically than yeah. than he can mm -hmm. um yeah uh, paul dini and bruce tim gave her the backstory with like if you haven't read mad love or if you haven't seen that the episode it's it's just so so great. I almost wish like it, they did a Harley Quinn movie and just based it yeah, off on of that. that. Yeah, because like, yeah. it's just so it's so it's so powerful. It's like a good cautionary tale, but mm. it, it's you know it's it shows it's not just showing her like as being the victim of this abuse. It shows mm. like in that story that she you know is capable on her own mm -hmm. and that she doesn't need the Joker. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just it's 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 sad but like hopeful and mm. it's just it's like really really well done um she she's sort of given like this paradoxical origin too that i think people find interesting that yeah. she's a psychiatrist yeah she's supposed mm. to be helping people understand themselves yeah but like mm. she very, doesn't understand herself she's very <laughs> socially aware but is cannot you yeah. know see past mm. her own <laughs> her own faults um but 
puts it it also uh shows like the the power of the joker they kind of play off of each other on that it makes joker a little more scary mm-hmm. because it shows how manipulative he can be like he's a master of manipulation like she goes in to sessions with him thinking that like this is going to be a typical you know nut job who's just loves chaos and murder mm-hmm. but then he hits her with like this story about a young boy who just wanted to make his dad laugh mm-hmm. <laughs> and like she feels like oh like you know there's a soul in there and so like over the course of time you know he like weaves her into this web and um yeah but like her uh i think in that story mad love it, she gets batman over uh, upside down over a tank of piranhas mm-hmm. like in, oh yeah in, in chains and the yeah. reason is because when he's upside down the fish's frowns will look like smiles <laughs> <laughs> i forgot about that yeah but and the only reason that batman makes it out of it is because the joker shows up to mess everything up so mm. like he always does mm-hmm. yeah. um rather than continue to talk about my Negativity, because <laughs> I don't want, I'm only one voice. I'm only one opinion. I don't want this to be all negative. Um, I will mention two stories, comic stories. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you guys have read these two, but for our listeners too, mm-hmm. that I actually really enjoyed Harley Quinn in. Um, one of them is a story called Batman White Knight. I don't know if I have actually not read that, but I've heard a lot familiar. of like some rave reviews about it. It is fantastic. It was written and drawn by Sean Murphy. Sean Murphy's fantastic. And, um, it is basically a story where the Joker has found some sort of serum that reverts his insanity mm-hmm. and allows him to become a normal person again. In this case, they give him the real name of Jack Napier, which is the same mm-hmm. name he had in Tim Burton's film. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and he actually becomes like a hero of Gotham, like politically and mm-hmm. a force for good, truly. And in that story, there are two Harley Quinns. Well, like that's a bit of a spoiler, so mm-hmm. sorry, but <laughs> there is. I think I've uh, I've seen like the the character model. Yeah, like, yeah. So there is there's an A Harley Quinn who's like crazy and mm-hmm. sort of causing havoc amongst mm-hmm. all this, but then there's also sort of she's not the real one. There's a real Harley Quinn mm-hmm. who is sort of like more intelligent mm-hmm. and not sort of stuck in who she used to be. Not so crazy. Mm-hmm. She's much more calculated and calm, and it's really fascinating. Mm-hmm. And then the other story is um, recently a big DC crossover called Heroes in Crisis mm-hmm. by oh, Tom okay. King. And um, she's one of the major characters in that story. And she's mm-hmm. really interesting in that one too. Mm. So Good. I'm behind on my, on my DC. <laughs> I can lend you both of those. Yeah. So nice. <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> they're both fantastic. Um, all right. Anything else you guys want to throw out about Harley specifically before we start talking about the other birds? Uh, I, th- I think she has the best uh, costume in the animated series. Just that uh, black red yeah. offset. Kind yeah, of. it's very hard to see her in other outfits for some reason, just because, yeah. again, I grew up we have, with that. When I saw Suicide yeah. Squad, I was like, uh, yeah. and, then, and then there's like a scene. <laughs> they give you the one glimpse. There's a yeah. scene in Suicide Squad where yeah. she's actually wearing it, and I was like, oh, never mind, go back. <laughs> okay, I guess it's only good. It doesn't on, work in real life. It, no, it only works not. in comics and cartoons. All right. Fair enough. Um, okay, well, let's talk about the other birds. The Birds of Prey, Black Canary, Huntress, Cassandra Kane, and Renee Montoya. Um, we can go through each one. I'm, I'm curious which guys, which one you guys enjoyed the most and whose version of emancipation in the movie you felt most impacted by. 
Um, Nick, why don't we start with you on this one? Uh, sure. Um, if I had to pick, I'd say uh, probably Montoya. Um, I think it it's a very relatable thing to mm-hmm. feel overlooked um, and like working hard and trying to be like the best only get mm-hmm. only to be like passed over by somebody who either appears to have like less talented or is like less of a hard worker, mm. you know? And like, I, I see a lot of that happening in like places where like friends of mine work and things like that. And it's just like, you know, I could see it driving somebody to, you know, feel like they kind of want to give up or and just uh, kick back at their police desk and yeah. drink out of a flask and <laughs> <laughs> just kind of go like, whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, with, uh, with Huntress, I, I feel like she got introduced very late yeah. in the film and they kind of speed up her origin pretty quick. And I didn't feel like I had enough time to mm-hmm. feel uh, for her. I also knew her backstory, yeah. but you know, I, I seeing it was, they, they also show you like a little a little bit of like you know like her family being uh murdered with with uzis uh-huh. yeah but then you don't find out until later that one of them was uh like zaz that uh that killed her family and i think that's like after well, she killed okay them. so the guy kind of looks like zaz but i don't think it's actually him i think it's, no, it's, zaz. Well, it's calls him. Him Victor zaz. it was him yeah. yeah oh really yeah man a much more like chill like <laughs> like a working class uh, business yeah uh zazz not so mm-hmm. much a psycho killer yeah but yeah i think it's like after she kills him then it goes to another flashback and she's like and by the way zazz was there mm-hmm. <laughs> uh. like oh well i mean i might have felt more if she was going after maybe Zaz. if i knew she was going after zazz from the beginning or mm-hmm. something like that yeah but, um and I don't know if that's comic accurate. I mean, they they got her no, her yeah. origin pretty well down, but I don't know if Zaz is actually connected. No, to her Zaz in the wasn't. Yeah. I I just feel like they had her kill Zaz maybe in like a cut of the movie, and they felt like they needed to make have it make more uh, yeah. sense or yeah. be more impactful in some way. So they mm. they went back and did one shot of him, yeah, like smiling and shooting a gun <laughs> and saying also he was there, yeah. Um, even though like she's like a little girl and he looks exactly the same and has the same like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> facial hair and everything. Um, but uh, yeah. So I, yeah, I guess for me it would just be Montoya. Okay. Was, is probably the one I was able to connect to on some mm-hmm. level. Yeah. Gotcha. How about that, you? That's interesting. Cause I, I wrote that down for the most impact was Montoya. Um, mm-hmm. Cause it's, it is a very relatable thing. There's a lot of times Um, and it's for any type of person, but also for some females, you might feel like as much as you do, it's never going to be enough. Mm -hmm. And someone that maybe does way less, maybe tends to be male, gets all the credit. Yeah. And you see that in her interactions and that could be anyone down, but you know, she keeps trying, she keeps trying as much as she can. And you know, she realizes like, well, I'm not going to get the recognition I deserve here. Let's do something different. Let's let's do something I'm going to get enjoyment out of um i wish they would have gave us more huntress because yeah. I, yeah. I i found her is she deadpan like that in the comics or not really no, she's it I, depends on who's writing her but she's okay. usually pretty dark yeah okay I, I feel like it was like i don't you know like to lobby for people to 
like lose their jobs or whatever. But I just <laughs> wouldn't have given it to Mary Elizabeth Winston. I know, and I was so surprised by that because I actually really like her really as like her. an actor. So do I. And I had recently seen Gemini Man, which I don't think a lot of people liked, but I really enjoyed. Mm. And she was really good in that. And I'm like, mm. all right, cool. I'm excited to see her in Birds of Prey. Yeah, Bright. I just mm. don't think they fit. Like yeah. the, the character in that actor, I just don't think they fit mm. very well. I was cool with it. Um, but again, mm. it's because I don't really have a big background yeah. Yeah. in the comics. But that shouldn't matter. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. So, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the only thing, because I know somewhat of Cassandra Cain, mm -hmm. that was a little bit of a throw off because it's like, in my this mind, Cassandra Cain very... had absolutely nothing to do with her comic book version. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, nothing whatsoever. No. The whole time, I, I had forgotten who Cassandra Cain was, but I like the name was ringing a bell. She was mm -hmm. Batgirl. Yes, she yes. was the I, second Batgirl. Yeah. I looked that yeah. up later, and I was like, "Oh yeah, she was Batgirl." But like in the movie, I was like, "I know this name, but I mm -hmm. feel like that's not who mm -hmm. that yeah. is." Mm -hmm. I was like, maybe I'm just thinking of it yeah. wrong, but yeah. She is and in the comics, she's very intriguing. Like, she hardly ever spoke to she's where you back, thought she was mute. She's the back girl that, like... Her uh, entire face was covered, covered right? sort yeah. of the Frankenstein yeah. stitching. Yeah, it's really yeah. scary. Her father is some master assassin. assassin right? Yeah. And oh. it's, she's actually a really interesting character in the comics. And in this, she was little more than the kid in Deadpool was she's the, basically, I mean, you know, she, she's literally becomes the MacGuffin at one point. Yeah. It's like mm. the MacGuffin is like the diamond. Yeah. But then she mm. swallows the diamond and then she becomes the MacGuffin. Right. Know? Exactly. So. Mm. Yeah. I think, um, for me, I'll be honest and say, I don't, I don't feel like I related to any of them, <laughs> but, um, but I was, it was an odd experience because I would say my favorite of these characters from the comics of the ones in this movie was probably Huntress. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think she's a really interesting character in the comics. Just the mm -hmm. whole idea of, you know, being a child in the mob world and mm -hmm. losing her family and growing up and having that sort of color who she is. In the comics, it's fascinating because she's amongst heroes mm -hmm. and heroes who don't kill but mm. she wants to kill. Yeah. So it's almost like this addiction that they sort of have to keep her away from, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. so she doesn't cross mm -hmm. lines and ruin herself. Mm -hmm. um, obviously that wasn't an issue in this movie, but um, <laughs> I was most intrigued for her. And like I said, I really like Mary Elizabeth Winstead. So I was looking forward to that. Um, but I think the one that I probably most enjoyed while watching the movie was actually probably Black Canary. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She's the only one um, with superpowers. She's yes. the only one with superpowers. Yeah. yeah. But I think, I just like, like you said, we didn't get enough of Huntress. We didn't really get to see her mm -hmm. journey. We saw her mm -hmm. origin, and now she's just sort of this, like, rocker chick who doesn't talk a whole lot, mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, we didn't really connect the dots on those. Who can't introduce herself either. Yeah. <laughs> At least yeah. with Black Canary, you see her, you see her have to make decisions, and you mm -hmm. see her, am I going to step up and help Harley, or mm -hmm. am I going to stay comfortable and not piss mm -hmm. off Black Mask, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. I like that they allude to her backstory, too, that, yeah. like her, that she's not the first Black Canary. Yes. Mm -hmm. She's yeah. the second Black yeah. Canary, which I think, that was, that was cool. That added, uh, like, a little spicy bit of uh, depth uh -huh. mm -hmm. to that character that I did like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, man, I missed Barbara Gordon. I actually, I went out and bought some birds of prey comics yesterday just because uh, i'm like i want to yeah. <laughs> experience the other side of it you yeah. know mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. i want to read some of those so i bought um i have them here with me actually i bought one of the trades from gail simone's run on oh, birds of nice. prey who's a really prolific writer Better, and birds yeah. of prey was one of her big characters and then i bought one of the newer ones from the rebirth lately 
mm-hmm. which is same basic idea, but then reading mm-hmm. Huntress for the first time, blah, you know, mm-hmm. different takes. Mm-hmm. But for me, the big thing that's in those comics mm-hmm. that is not in the movie is heart. Mm-hmm. You know, how deeply they care about each other mm-hmm. and this common desire to have a positive effect yeah. on what's going on around them. And I just didn't get that in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it just seemed like they were, tr- each of them was trying to accomplish their own thing, you yeah, know? There, uh, there's that scene, again, in Amusement Mile, when it's, it's when they finally are all in the same room at the same time. And which, um, I hate this in scripts, by the way. If anybody says, like, uh, these are all your character motivations, therefore, we should work together. <laughs> like, that, I, I hate that. Mm-hmm. Um, but... <laughs> Uh, when that happens, it, it's like you're saying there, there's no heart to it. Like even like yeah. when it goes to like Huntress, she's like, uh, sure, I guess. Yeah. Like they're all just kind of like, I guess we'll help each other. <clears throat> and they, you know, they're bonded afterwards, but it, then it's like 10 seconds of the movies left. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so like you spend uh, like an hour and 45 minutes waiting for them to get together they finally do and then it's over and you're like Mm -hmm. "Eh." and you can see the pathway for each of them too like Mm -hmm. you can see that Huntress can realize that there's more to life than revenge and Mm -hmm. you can see that Black Canary can um, you know get more courageous and step outside of her tenuous situation to do what's right Mm -hmm. And, and you can see Renee sort of rising above you know being an alcoholic and suffering Mm -hmm. from all of the, you know, being kept down by all the men in the department and stuff like that. And and you can see that they just don't give it to you. By the time you get there, it's like, Mm -hmm. there's no time left. Like Mm -hmm. you said, I almost, so you just get a big fight. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Which was cool. The fight was very well. I I loved a a Huntress sliding, sliding down the big uh, uh, slide with yeah, the guy coming uh-huh. after her mm-hmm. and she's just like stabbing him over and over again <laughs> as they're going down this funhouse slide. Yeah, and I that feel like if they would have gave him more time, you would have saw more of that yeah. connection develop because yeah. you even see a moment of Huntress giving um, Cassandra that, was it a car? Like, or something to look at? Uh, like, no kid oh, should yeah, see yeah, this. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's like the, the, her little distraction that her mom gave, gave her. her. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. uh-huh. So, like, you could see those elements in there. It just wasn't fully given that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I also, I think um, just with, like, a little, little bit of tweaking uh, would have made, like, uh, each character a little more, like, their arc feel a little more um, mm-hmm. complete. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think, like, if Huntress had one more kill on her list, and she chooses not to do it. Right, exactly. You yeah, know, but like, it doesn't take much. Just once, a little yeah, tick. Once yeah. like all mm-hmm. the birds of prey are in the same room together, she goes, I completed my list. I guess I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's just like l- little things that's like, oh, just like add a little bit, a little bit more there, a little bit more there. And like their, their arcs would have felt mm-hmm. crisp. Yeah. yeah. What do you guys think about Black Mask? <laughs> um, you know, we have a lot of villains nowadays where they they try to build you some sense of relatability and uh-huh. compassion for their plight. Uh-huh. You think of Thanos, you think of Killmonger, yeah. you know, these characters who are obviously doing bad things, but at the core, there's something that they truly believe in that they believe is right. 
Um, I didn't get that sense from Black Mask. So I don't know, Priscilla, what was your... Uh, narcissistic personality disorder. That was my take yeah. on, on him. <laughs> I, I, I feel like Ian McGregor did a good job because mm -hmm. he was very entertaining. And yeah. I mean, even to the borderline of like, well, should I laugh at this or is this uncomfortable? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but beyond that, there isn't really a particular motivation. It's just like, well, I didn't get money. So yeah. let me do whatever I want. Yeah. Just very into himself. Yeah. And very childish. Yeah, very childish. Yeah. 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 That's that's the read that I got on it was mm. like, oh, this is like he's this kind of big child who never got what he wanted when he was younger. Mm. And so now he feels like he's deserved everything. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like he says multiple times throughout the movie, like, mm. I own this city. The city's mm. mine now. Right. I, the city belongs to me. Mm. And like I even I think he even says like something about his things he, he says yeah. like my things like, yeah these are my things and he takes everything as a personal offense yeah even when it's not anything related to him yeah, yeah. pretty much like a narcissist where it's like well it has to be my way or i'll destroy you in any way possible yeah which you see like multiple times so it do, you you can't really relate to him you can't really connect to him yeah because it's just like okay mm -hmm. yeah i i appreciated the performance though yeah because ewan's ewan's just fantastic yes. very fearless yeah, performance. Like, he was the thing I was most looking forward to about this movie. Uh -huh. And he did great. I mm -hmm. mean, he yeah, acted he the heck right. out of that role. This, yeah. my favorite it just wasn't a whole lot to that role. Yeah. yeah. My favorite scene of his is, then uh, the precursor to it is, uh, uh, you know, Harley Harley betrays uh, Black Mask. And so Zaz has to tell him, like, she's betrayed you, boss. And then uh, he uh, Black Mask goes to uh, Black Canary and says, like, you'd never betray me, would you? And then, like, ten minutes later, she does betray him, and he and just he, starts crying. And he almost, he almost like out, just out loud starts crying yeah. mm -hmm. on the phone, and like, you could tell it's like taking everything in his power to keep it in. And Zaz's like, mm -hmm. "You want me to kill her, boss?" And he's like, "No." Yeah. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was having trouble latching onto something that I felt like was deep with him because he really just felt like a, like a scary homicidal misogynistic creep right mm -hmm. like, and um so something that i heard that i liked our friends over at fanbase press um they released their episode of the fanbase weekly earlier this week mm -hmm. um about birds of prey as well mm -hmm. and one of the things that they point out on there is that he's an absolute control freak mm -hmm. And that he can't handle it when he starts to lose control of something. Mm -hmm. And that's when he starts to come unhinged. Yeah. And I'm like, that is interesting. Yeah. That's when mm -hmm. he like puts on the mask. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is when he's like, <clears throat> and they, they show that in, in the editing where it's very uh, quick and spastic. Yeah. As mm -hmm. he's like, like, you know, the last straw has been pulled. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, you see all these masks throughout the movie that he keeps talking about, about but he change. never wears them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, that's it. And then goes and grabs like the biggest, scariest mask off of the pedestal. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and wears on. it for about four seconds. Four and then, seconds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is that why he skins people like to take their masks? Well, away? he explained like that he got them like when he traveled to certain places, like the shrunken mm -hmm. heads and like the faces and stuff. Yeah. Like um, but I don't know. I mean, that's yeah. a, that's because he's point. very fascinated with faces. And yeah, like how people present themselves. Yeah, and how, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's another weird dynamic that they sort of changed from the comics. Because in the comics, he's rarely not wearing the mask. Mm -hmm. oh, he okay. wears it like almost, almost all the time. Fused to his 
head? I think it depends on which version you're reading, yeah. but most oh, of the time, okay. yeah, I don't think he can take it off. Yeah. Um, I, I The other thing I liked about him too is uh, he sort, has sort of flipped on like what uh, disgusts him. Um, like it seemed like um, emotion and affection and stuff like is repulsive to him, but mm -hmm. then he'll sit down and eat popcorn while somebody gets their face cut off. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. I thought that was an interesting, like psychotic yeah. Like, yeah. note to play. You and know? then the really uncomfortable scene when he's having the faces cut off yeah. those people, yeah. he's going to spare the one girl. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to let you live. And then he's like, Oh wait, is that a snot oh. bubble? Yeah. yeah. Oh, gross. Killer. You yeah. know, <laughs> it's like, oh, it was just like, Ugh. it's just like, <laughs> you don't know what will set them off. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. like a weird little thing, like a hair out of place or like mm -hmm. the woman in the, in the club that was laughing, laughing thought was, across the yeah. room. Yeah. But he thinks she's laughing at him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ugh. All right. Enough villain talk. <laughs> um, heroes. So on the show, I don't know if you guys have heard this definition yet. Jay and I have sort of endeavored to define what we think a hero is. Mm. So over the past few years on the story geeks, we've sort of used the working definition of a hero as selflessness. Mm -hmm. So a hero acts out of selflessness where a villain acts out of selfishness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to abide by that definition when you answer mm -hmm. this question, but that's sort of where I'm coming from, from one angle. But the question is who are the heroes in this movie? Are there any heroes in this movie? And if there are, what do you think makes them heroes? Um, Priscilla, why don't you start on that one? Well, what comes to mind is Black Canary because there's multiple instances where she knows, well, if I do this, I'm going to be in a whole bunch of right, know, yeah, deeps, like really in deep. But like, say with Harley, she couldn't stop herself. Like she's like, well, I have to help her out. Yeah. Same with Cassandra, and just you know, finding out what everything is going on she makes it a point to help her out, even though she knows that she's going to betray somebody that could kill her in an instant. Yeah. Um, Harley, it's debatable <laughs> just because, you know, there's moments that she really feels for Cassandra. And then there's other moments like, well, no, I need to watch out for myself. Yeah. So you don't really know her motivation. So it's hard to define her. Mm -hmm. Is she a hero? Is she not a hero? You know, so that's difficult. But yeah. for me, Black Canary stands out the most. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cool. What about you, Nick? Uh, Sal, the guy who makes the egg sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> the real MVP. Yeah. Yeah. He just like seemed like the really like genuinely like the only nice yeah. person. Yeah. You know, in all of Gotham <laughs> City. Um, but I mean, I feel the same way. Black Canary. She's really the only one who wasn't really be wasn't a criminal mm -hmm. for one thing i mean she's just one she up until this point in the movie she was just a singer yeah in the she club. didn't want to be the driver yeah yeah she didn't yeah she didn't want to take on mm -hmm. the role that she ends up taking on and then at that point like once she starts doing that she like very quickly is like i i can't do this i'm gonna have to turn on this guy yeah. <laughs> you mm -hmm. know mm -hmm. um but yeah sal the the egg sandwich guy <laughs> yeah yeah. yeah, you kind of want to say the guy that Harley said, I forget his name, the guy that they go to towards the end of the movie. And Harley says, like, this is the only person I trust in the city or something oh, like that. But then um, he turns on her, too, because they paid him enough money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I forget his name. Yeah, he owns the the restaurant yeah. downstairs from her 
apartment. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Bruce the hyena. Yeah, I was yeah. about to say that. <laughs> Which I, the the weird thing to me um, in that I noticed that uh, after she gets the hyena, Harley is wearing a dog tag that says Bruce on it, but the hyena is just wearing a collar that doesn't say anything. Mm. I don't know what that means. It was just an interesting. Mm. <laughs> I was like, that's a. Secret Batman cameo observation, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I don't know if it means anything or what. I just maybe she just wanted to wear it. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but to me, it's it's hilarious that like it, it you know, it's it seems like a very modern uh, Gotham City, but like even in this uh, version of like the of Batman, it's like nobody knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, I think one of the reasons that I had a hard time with this movie is because I don't think there are any heroes in it. So mm-hmm. I didn't get like the hero versus villain, good versus evil vibe. It's just like a bunch of villains arguing with each other. Yeah. Um, at a certain point, it really is like, especially in that big fight at the end, it's a bunch of villains except for Black Canary. Yeah. Uh, killing each other. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, and I do so agree that I think Black Canary is the closest which yeah. is probably why I enjoyed that character the most. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't. I again, I just don't think they gave her enough time to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's potential in some of these characters to become heroes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we'll get more. I don't know if we'll get more Birds of Prey after this. Yeah. I'm not sure I want more of this version of Birds of Prey. Well, um, I mean, they could just do a. Suicide Squad and just be like, all right, we'll do another Birds of Prey movie, but yeah, with James Gunn. Well, and we know there is another Suicide Squad coming, and yes. Margot yeah. Robbie's going to be in it, right? Yes. Like, so more Harley is coming anyway. You sound um, so excited. You know, um, okay, one thing I haven't said yet, which probably will be very controversial. Um, I, despite the fact that there are a ton of flaws, and I absolutely recognize them. I don't hate Suicide Squad. I don't hate Suicide Squad either. Oh, I do. <laughs> <laughs> See, I hate Batman v Superman, but that's a oh, I discussion. Love Batman v Superman. I hate that one too. <laughs> you know what I realized with this movie is like I am Harley Quinn. I keep going. <laughs> I keep going to these movies, going like it's. In not which gonna... case, by the way, you're fired. Yeah. No, I'm <laughs> no, I'm just like, I, you know, they they won't hurt me again. Like, they love me. Sure. Yeah. And then I go and see another one of these movies, and I'm like, yeah. dang it, again? But Yeah, so the DCEU <laughs> is your Joker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As of right now, it uh, looks like worldwide, it's at $85 million. So it has, um, then it's so made back its budget. They made then. back its budget, okay. but they kind of got to double that to yeah. Yeah. get a sequel. Yeah, Breaking Even is not considered success anymore. Um, I actually like Suicide Squad. And this is when people are going to throw things at me, but I liked it more than I liked this movie. Mm. Um, and I feel like I actually saw more growth in Harley in that movie than I did in this one, me personally. Mm. But I'm trying to remember why I brought this up. <laughs> is it because they you spend more time? I don't, maybe, maybe I think you spend more time with her in this movie. You I, I can't remember. You know why I think it is? I think it's because they chose to latch her on to Deadshot, who uh, definitely has sort of the hero arc in yeah. the movie. 
And so she sort of like latches on and takes that ride with him mm-hmm. versus the other characters. Mm-hmm. Like all the other characters. I mean, they have their hero moments, right? Like El Diablo sacrifices mm-hmm. himself to save everybody and Croc. He's Croc, you know? <laughs> That's so, my favorite part of that movie, by the way, is when Croc is like, there's like an underwater part and he's like, I got this. Like, yeah. this is oh, my yeah. territory. He goes down and then just gets choked out underwater. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh no. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I don't know. I think I actually enjoyed her more in that than I did in this, but I don't know if it's because it was, I don't know why it was. Mm-hmm. And I'm also trying to remember why I brought that up. It was also the first <laughs> time she appeared in the yeah. So it, it, I don't know. It could have been uh, just like she had a strong introduction, and so now you already have like you already have a like presumption of like who she is going into this movie. I don't know. Yeah, that could be mm-hmm. part of it. Yeah. Well, we're already sort of inching into it, so let's yeah. round out this show by talking about the DCEU at large. <laughs> so, um, uh. Let's look at some of their other movies. We, I mean, not one by one, obviously. Mm-hmm. We don't have a lot of time for this. But um, just looking back at the other movies that have come, especially over the past couple of years, you know, Aquaman, Shazam, Joker, this movie. Mm. Um, and then looking ahead at like Wonder Woman, the Batman, the Suicide Squad, Black Adam, mm. all that stuff. How do you feel they are doing? What do you like? What do you dislike? What have you appreciated? What are your hopes? How many more questions can I cram into <laughs> one question? Um, Nick, what do you think? Um, well, on that list that you just listed, um, I've only seen Birds of Prey and Joker. I have not seen Shazam or the other one. Um, Aquaman? One? Aquaman. Yeah. Shazam um, is like the polar opposite but, of... I mean, I haven't seen Joker, yeah. but I would imagine Shazam is like the polar opposite <laughs> of Joker. Yeah. Yes. It'll make you happy. Yeah, well, I imagine you could take kids to that and not... Joker. <laughs> Do not take it. Although Joker. there's one scene in Shazam that scared the heck out of my son when they have like the embodiment of the seven deadly of sins. sins. Yeah. <laughs> that was a little trippy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've just, after um, uh, Batman v Superman, or yeah, Batman v Superman Justice League. Was Aquaman in Batman v Superman or is he in Justice League? Uh, he was in Justice League. Yeah. After, after seeing him in Justice League, I'm just not on board with the whole like, Super bro. Uh, super bro. Aquaman. <laughs> My man. It's just, it's just like, <laughs> like, come on. Like, it, it, it just, to me, felt like, you know, everybody thought Aquaman was lame, which, like, yeah. you don't have to make him, like, <laughs> like a bro-y yeah. superhero to make him the opposite of He's lame. a very regal character in the comics. He's much more, yeah. he's much more akin to, like, Chadwick Boseman's Black Panther, sort of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. And, like, it's just that was very off-putting to me. So when I heard that he was getting his own movie, it was like, I don't know. I'm not on board with that. Shazam was a little, um, I, I've just never honestly been a big fan of Shazam. Yeah. I, I love uh, Shazam in Frank Miller's dark Knight. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Where, uh, you know, he basically like is holding up an, an entire building and Shazam's it to like blow it up and right. ends up killing him. But yeah. like, but you it's know, cool. Saves everyone else <laughs> yeah. and it's awesome. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what James Gunn can do with Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping like that will be a turning point for a Warner Brothers to go like, oh, like let's give these movies to like auteurs, you know, mm-hmm. and, like mm-hmm. let them 
you know, kind of do their their own thing with it. Um, I I wish they would just at this point stop trying to make a universe. Yeah, and just make good movies. To me, that's more important than connecting the dots. Um, in like you know the Marvel formula. Um, I mean, for one, they're doing it backwards anyway, yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't work. Um, but you know, I'm 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 hopeful. I'm still always hopeful as a fan mm. of DC. I'm hopeful always for the next thing, and like I'm excited for uh, Robert Pattinson to be Batman, mm-hmm. just because um, I I'm a fan of Robert Pattinson in the roles that he's taken post Twilight. Like right. he's taken some. <laughs> it's always the clarification. Yeah. It's always post Twilight. Post well, Twilight <laughs> because post Twilight he made like just like these interesting like character choices like yeah in the movies that he did it's like the the safety brothers movie good time was uh-huh. like the first movie i saw of his after he did like twilight movies and i was like oh my gosh this guy's got it like he's got it he's yeah. great he can do he can do anything so like seeing him as i recently saw um the lost city of zed uh-huh or z depending mm-hmm. on how you want to pronounce it but they pronounce it zed yeah um not an amazing movie, but his character was really fascinating mm-hmm. in that movie. Yeah, he just he makes like these really cool choices, and I can't imagine he took on the role of Batman lightly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I'm sure like he found something in it that was different yeah. than Bale, than Keaton, than I mean, it's not hard to beat Val Kilmer and George <laughs> Clooney. So <laughs> no, but, it's not. <laughs> um, but I I imagine like he he wouldn't have taken the job if it was if there wasn't something interesting for him to do. You know what I think it is? I think it's Matt Reeves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love Matt Reeves. I loved his Planet of the Apes movies. And I, I just love his approach to filmmaking and mm-hmm. storytelling. I was so happy when he got a hold of Batman. Mm-hmm. I was like, yes. Yeah. So I am, <laughs> I am looking forward to that. The future, the future is always bright. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the last four, it would be four movies. It doesn't seem like it's like they want to do the DCEU, but at the same time, it's like, well, we're going to make each one their own thing and their own mm-hmm. tone, Yeah, which overall has been better because everyone has, each movie has a different vibe or a different take to it. Aquaman's fun. You know, it's, it's very, it's like an underwater opera and it's pretty enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, Shazam was really good. Again, a completely different tone. Joker is Joker. It's its own thing. We're going to talk about that more next week. Yeah. Um, and then with this movie, there's all a different vibe and a different thing rather than being the... I felt with like Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Justice League, they were all just very dark. And they're trying to do something but not really know where to go with it. Yeah. Um, so that's why Batman v Superman is just so disappointing to me for various reasons but you know it feels like they're trying to they're trying to figure it out as it goes along and it feels like well do we want to connect these all together or do we not really want to connect these all together i know it's like they want to keep what has worked yeah and not yeah keep what hasn't worked because wonder woman worked yeah so keep wonder Wonder woman Woman. keep harley keep shazam we'll see about joke i mean uh aquaman and then joker is its own thing because it's a separate universe but at the same time everyone's associating joker now with you know the dcu so yeah it's i i'm cautiously optimistic 
but it's just it's very hard because you don't know what to expect from yeah. Warner Brothers and what direction they want to take and who's going to take that direction. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's like they have a huge opportunity here, in my opinion, is like if they just keep making unconnected movies, mm -hmm. then you have like the ultimate comic book uh, tie in thing that you can do where you just do Crisis on Infinite Earths. Oh, and yeah. then oh. and then all you get to do is, <laughs> OK, this worked the best. This worked the best. This worked the best. You don't have to try to explain mm -hmm. all of it. Mm -hmm. You just go like, OK, this Wonder Woman is coming to this crossover. This Joker is coming to this crossover. All like the good parts that we're getting yeah. can cross over. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what can differentiate them from the Marvel Cinematic Universe is Marvel mm -hmm. at this point is kind of I mean, until like multiverse, if whatever they do with multiverse. Mm -hmm. um, they're still very stuck to like a timeline of like everything begins with Iron Man and builds off of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I think DC has the unique opportunity of going, okay, well, like people like Shazam, mm -hmm. people didn't like uh, Suicide Squad. Okay. So if we do like a crisis on infinite earth things, the Suicide Squad doesn't mm -hmm. show up, but Shazam does mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. Harley does and Joaquin Phoenix's Joker does. I don't yeah. know. So, but yeah, it's a, it's a frustrating tension, which exists in the comics too. Mm. because in the comics you have the same problem you have in continuity storytelling which mm -hmm. is like your shared universe mm -hmm. and then you have all these other stories they're telling that are out of continuity mm -hmm. and right now those stories in my opinion in the comics are way better mm -hmm. mm. um they have this thing called dc black label which is yeah. um telling stories um giving like big name writers the chance to get a hold mm -hmm. of these characters mm -hmm. and tell a story they want to tell with no implications no whatsoever and no restrictions and they're great. Mm -hmm. um, and like you said, handing films to auteurs would be really great. Mm -hmm. I would kind of like to see them stick to one, <laughs> you know, yeah. like just make movies, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. One of my biggest criticisms with DC, and I've said this many times on the show, is that I think Warner Brothers is just too reactionary. Mm -hmm. You know, they want to be Marvel. Yeah. No, 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 wait. We don't want to be Marvel, Marvel. you yeah. know? We kind of want to be like, Marvel. But yeah. It's like, don't think about Marvel. Just yeah. write good stories yeah. and make good movies, yeah. mm -hmm. you know? And uh, and don't worry so much about what's going to be immediately successful. Because I feel like that's why they latch so hard onto Harley and Joker, because they know they're successful, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And whereas Marvel sort of came in and said, you ever heard of the Guardians of the Galaxy? Nope. Yeah. nope, I don't care. We're going to make you love them. And they did. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, you can do it. Just yeah. tell a good story. And Warner owns all their characters. Yeah. yeah. And so they have like so much that like the sky's the friggin' limit. Yeah. So that being said, I have really loved some of their movies. I do really love Batman versus Superman. Um, I love Man of Steel. I love Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman's fantastic. I loved Shazam. Um, I would, if I had to pick a best DCEU movie, we did an, we used to do these things called nerd fights where we would oh, argue about stuff yeah, and yeah. we did one and I actually won a nerd fight arguing that Batman versus Superman was the best <laughs> DCEU film. I don't really believe that, but I won the nerd <laughs> fight. So I was proud of myself, but, um, well, we have evidence now. Uh, yeah. You won the fight. Yeah. That's true. I'd probably actually say Wonder Woman is the best one, but, um, there are some films in there that I really, really love. And I just, I hope that those kinds of films don't get swallowed up and lose their ability to get made mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because of all the other misfires. Mm -hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Like mm -hmm. I enjoyed Aquaman. It was fun, but yeah. I would characterize yeah. it as a misfire. And it did really well though. It did really well, but it didn't like, I'm not like, give me more Aquaman. Aquaman. Yeah. You know, I'm like, okay, that was fun. Uh -huh. Wasn't terrible. Wasn't great. 
Would you see another one? Yeah. Well, but but I like I like to see about. things. I, I don't <laughs> totally care about. Have you guys ever watched Community? Yeah. Yes. Um, one of my favorite quotes from that movie is Abed when he's like, I guess I just like liking things. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And I feel like that's me. Like yeah. I want to like things. I mm. I almost wish they would go like, okay, we're giving we're giving everyone that's in the Justice League like six years off. We're gonna mm. now go, we're gonna make a question movie. You oh, know, that would be so cool. Like, and even like a Huntress movie or yeah. a Black Canary movie. And like, just, you know, go go to your like B, C tier DC heroes. And there's a lot of them. Mm. And make something great out of that. Yeah. And let your, let your um, you know, let the Justice League kind of rest a while. Let, yeah. like, let us uh, want them to come back. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> well, and for me, the the big thing I would love to see is Nightwing. That's mm-hmm. um, Dick Grayson is my absolute favorite comic book character yeah. of all time. Oh, I mm. wanted I wanted to see uh actually now I want to see like a bat a bat family movie. Yes. Oh, I've said that be before cool. too. Like, like with all of them, right? Damien, like yeah, Jason uh, and Tim yeah. and Barbara right. Gordon. Mm. Oh. Yeah, that would just be so cool. Yeah. I don't know how you would do that though. Would you do that? Would you do it? separate and then they come together in like a in one movie for like well a a crime or like i think a great way to do it is actually to remove batman from the equation temporarily that's a good point because one of the best comics i think that has shown us the bat family was when bruce wayne was quote unquote killed uh, in yes. final crisis yeah he wasn't really killed he was sent through time someplace else but Omega they thought beamed. he died yeah exactly mm. and then there was this um I forget what it was called. Uh, well, shoot, I, tra- I forgot what it was called, but it was essentially the Bat family trying to decide what to do next and who was going to take yeah. his mantle and how they were going to go forward. Mm. Part of it was Jason Todd, like going full blown evil, and, yeah. and they had to fight against him. And was it uh, Tim that took on Batman? The Batman um, in the end, it ended up being Dick. Dick. Okay. Because it led into the um, Batman and Robin series that ran for about a year with him and yeah. Damien. Because I remember um, Scott Snyder came in writing Batman stuff. He wrote Black Mirror. Yes. Oh, that's um, such a good story. Yeah. And I, I guess that was Dick as Batman. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's a cool story. Like remove Batman and see how the family mm. has to function without him and then bring mm. him back in in the end. That would be cool. Yeah. That would be, they, they should do something. So, but what's hard though is part of why that works is because there's so many years of legacy behind it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's part of what they've done in the comics lately is sort of rob that legacy away by rebooting everything constantly. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And so you can, they'll give us those characters, but we don't care about them as much because they're not the versions that we had that, that had all this history. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So I don't know how you build that history in a movie. Yeah. It seems yeah. like it'd be so hard. And you would need multiple films, which based yeah. on what they yeah. did with Justice League, you're not you're not gonna get that. Yeah. No. So that's I just would yeah, I just wish they would Warner would have patience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like uh, I'm sure like it's a thing in Hollywood, everybody expects the superhero bubble to pop, you know. Right. And then it's gonna be on to the next thing. Yeah. And everybody just wants to kind of cash in. But like, I don't know. As long as you keep telling compelling stories, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if it's a comic book movie. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like look how long Star Wars has lasted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's because it keeps telling compelling personal stories that everybody loves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, so if you, 
invest some time into building up that trust, you know, then you'll, you'll be at the Marvel level where you're making a billion dollars a movie. So. Yeah. Um, I will say for lovers of Nightwing Titans on DC universe oh, yeah. is a really good show. Really? I really like it. I've enjoyed it a lot. It's a cool take on Dick Grayson. Mm. Best one I've ever seen in live action in my mind. I still dream of a Nightwing movie directed by someone <laughs> I love, like John Krasinski or Matt Reeves <laughs> or Chris Nolan or something like that. Um, and I want it. I want Steven Yeun from The Walking Dead to play Nightwing. I think that's <laughs> uh, perfect casting. Cool. But uh, I don't know that that's ever going to happen, but I can keep <laughs> dreaming about it. Um, before we end this, any other last thoughts on Birds of Prey specifically? Um, I would say it's definitely uh, it's worth going to see uh, if you want to see just like you know crazy uh, action movie with some characters that you've never seen on screen before. Because mm -hmm. like the whole thing with me is like. <laughs> When we first saw the trailer for Birds of Prey, uh, my wife Danielle um, leans over to me and she said, "Please don't let, please don't make me see that." <laughs> and I was like, "I'm not gonna make you see that." And um, <laughs> with me, I always think back to when I was um, <clears throat> when I was a kid, and if you told me when I was like seven or eight years old that there's gonna be a Birds of Prey movie, yeah. I would have been like, are you serious? Yeah. Like, that's amazing. And so, like, that's one of the reasons why I keep going to these things. Mm. Like, is it's to me, I still remember the drought. <laughs> you yeah. Know? It was yeah. like all you got was occasionally a Batman movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was unthinkable that and you would put two major characters in the together. same movie. What was even few and far between was Superman. Yeah. It's like, you get mm -hmm. a Superman movie. Like, you got Superman back in the 70s. I wasn't even alive. Yeah. You know? <laughs> And like I didn't get my Superman movie until 2006. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, like back then I was like, whenever I heard rumors of like this this comic book is being adapted, or like there's going to be an X Men movie. Yeah. And I was like, mm. oh my gosh. Yeah. I gotta go see that. Totally. So, you know, I still get that um, that uh, you know notification in my brain. Yeah. Whenever I see a trail a mm. new trailer. Nostalgia still triggers, especially when it's something I know and hasn't been on screen before. Yeah, like when it when I first saw that trailer for like Birds of Prey, I was like, "Whoa!" I never thought in a million years yeah. I would see that. Dude, when so, Superman Returns came out, yeah, because I was alive when when the <laughs> Superman movies came out. Granted, I was two years old when the first one came yeah. out, so like I didn't see it that, mm -hmm. that early in life. But growing up. Um, that theme by John Williams yeah. was engraved. Mm -hmm. I knew how to play it on the piano. I still know how to play it really? on the piano. And it was engraved in my mind. So when I went to see Superman Returns and you sit down in the theater and everything goes black and you hear, dun, 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 dun. I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, I'm about to cry. I'm like, yeah. I didn't realize how, what a big deal this was for me, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, but uh, Priscilla, any other thoughts on Birds of Prey? Um, I just see it as a really enjoyable, uh, action-packed, I would argue female empowering movie. And I think it's really interesting this year that we have three female led or multiple female led superhero movies directed by female directors. Yeah. Black so, Widow, Birds of, I mean, uh, Wonder Woman. And, mm -hmm. and that, yeah. And it's just, 
I think it's the same thing. Like growing up, I would never imagine like, hey, mm-hmm. we're going to have, you know, female led superhero movies that are actually pretty decent to good. Yeah. You know, it was like, oh, Catwoman. Yay. Oh. <laughs> you know, like, like I wouldn't imagine that. So just to see that, you know, it could be debated execution wise. Was it the greatest sure. or not? Um, I just think it's really awesome to see. And mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed the film. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And arguably some incredibly talented people doing really good work. Mm-hmm. Yes. So so go see Birds of Prey. Um, guys, thanks for joining us tonight. Priscilla, how did you enjoy your first show? It was awesome. Good. Yes. Good. So you'll do more? Yes. Good. Glad to hear it. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm leaving. That'll, that'll really help out next week's show. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, that is it for today's show. Special thanks to Nick and Priscilla for joining me tonight. Yeah. Um, coming up next week on the Story Geeks podcast, we've mentioned it a few times, but we're going to be talking all about Joker. You guys are going to be talking all about Joker. I haven't seen it, so I can't talk about it intelligently, but you guys and Jay are going to be digging deep into that one. So don't miss that or any of our upcoming shows. We're also going to be hitting Lord of the Rings in a few weeks here, which we've yes. been meaning to do for a long time. So. Subscribe today on your preferred podcast provider. And if you want to vote on upcoming show topics, get access to our discussion questions and prompts, or even join us live while we record the podcast, please consider becoming a member of the Story Geeks Club. For more information on that, you can go to thestorygeeks.com. So thanks for listening. And as always, question everything in your favorite geek stories and always seek the truth. Special thanks to all of our members of the Story Geeks Club. Here are the awesome supporters who support us at $5 a month or more. Adam Vargas, Bob Sherfield, Justin Weaver, Mary Baldwin, Wade Johnson, Jim Baldwin, Monty Thigpen, Nick Prokop, and Connie Moe. We appreciate all you guys more than we can say and all of the other members of the Story Geese Club that we haven't mentioned by name. So if you would like to support the show by joining the club, please head over to thestorygeeks.com. <laughs>